Today on the podcast, we have Adriana McDermott with Ava and the Bee, a wedding marketing agency that helps photographers like you with copywriting, blogging, and Pinterest. Today, she is going to debunk three myths about blogging for photographers. You're listening to The Creative Business Land. I'm your host, Charlie Van Amberg, wedding photographer and business educator. On the podcast, we're all about finding balance between creating the business of your dreams and living a life that you love. Adriana, I am so excited for you to be on the podcast today because I am really passionate about blogging and the effect it has on a photographer's business. In almost every single podcast episode, you will hear me talking about blogging at some point. So I am so happy to have a full episode dedicated to it. Thank you so much for having me. I could talk about blogging all day, so I'm really excited (laughs) to dive into it. I would love if you would start off by telling us a little bit about you and about your business. Yeah. So I'm Adriana. I own Ava and the Bee and the Creative VA Academy. So over here at Ava and the Bee, we are a marketing agency for wedding pros. I am a former wedding planner, florist, and bride boutique owner turned digital marketer. And honestly, one of the reasons why blogging is such a love language for us is that I first really learned the power of it back in 2014. So I started my first like personal blog back in like 2008. That was high school. So like I wouldn't go try to find it. But (laughs) I really understood the power of how it had to do with SEO back when I um, opened up a bridal boutique and wedding planning company. We were young, I was fresh out of college, and we just wanted to be on the first page of Google, which I feel like is what everybody says, right? Like we just tried all the things. We tried paid ads, website SEO, we paid so much money trying to figure this out. But what actually worked and what shocked us was working so well was blogging. (laughs) We Uh just kind of leaned into this early, you know, 2010s mindset of blogging because that's what we were just doing for fun. And we found that consistent blogging kept us and got us on the first page of Google without ever paying for ads. So we went from literally crickets, like begging people to come in the door to like multi, multi six figure, almost seven figure years. And so much of that was just because we really implemented the power of blogging. So when I started Ava and the Bee and I started doing marketing for other wedding pros, I kind of utilized that as a strategy immediately. And it worked really well, both, you know, for my past business, even the B, but it also works so well for our clients. We've been able to help over well over a hundred wedding pros. Um, we brought 30 to 60 blogs a month. And so many of our clients were able to get on the first page of Google and climb the ranks without ever paying for ads. So I am just a huge component of, of blogging and have seen it just be so successful. And I would love before we dive into the actual debunking of the three myths, I want to start out by understanding why. I think it's really important to not only understand how to do something, but why we're doing it in the first place. So can you just explain to the listeners why blogging is so important for photographers? Yeah, I love the why too, because I think so much so many times when it comes to marketing, we just get told what to do. And I one thing that I try to tell our clients all the time is it's so much more about just being told what to do, but understanding how it fits in that puzzle. 
So when it comes to blogging, we kind of think of it more as like a piece of your connection marketing strategy. And this is going to be especially important as we start to cater to Gen Z couples. They're getting married um, and their shopping habits <laughs> are very different. So connection marketing is so much more important now than ever before for photographers because it doesn't just show that you can do something, right? You can be <laughs> a photographer, but it shows that you are an expert at what you do and they are someone they can trust because for photographers, they're not contacting you on the first time they fall across your Instagram or they fall across your website. It is no longer a one or two touch point market. We are talking dozens and dozens of times. So they could be on your social media, on your website, on your blog for a year before they contact you. And that's why the blogging can really provide that connection piece because it gives you that value to that customer before the sales pitch. So that way, when you get into that stage of actually they become a hot lead, you're not just trying to sell your services. They're already really comfortable. They're already thinking about that authentic connection because they really just have that longer shopping habit nowadays. So that's kind of why for us, blogging is so important, especially for photographers, is because if your couple is spending all of those hours online creeping, and one of the first places they're landing on is your website and your blog, are you standing out and are you utilizing it to your advantage? Perfect. And I feel like today SEO is such a buzzword I hear thrown around all the time. Everyone's like, how do I boost my SEO? For those who don't know that are listening to this, SEO is search engine optimization where you are optimizing your website to basically be found on Google when someone is searching for you. So can you share how blogging boosts your SEO and how we are getting in front of our ideal audience? Yeah. So what's really awesome when you blog is that it allows you to have a different opportunity for keywords. So pretty much SEO is just about keywords, really. So all a keyword is, is when you type anything into Google, like a question, like Alfredo recipe, that's literally a keyword. So when someone is typing into Google wedding photographer in Savannah, that's a keyword and that's all it is. So what we're trying to do with blogging is it allows you to get in front of your audience for SEO because you're able to use that keyword over and over and over again. Because the thing is for your website, you don't want to just have like one keyword. For a blog, you can utilize that in so many different ways. You can start bringing in other vendors, other venues, location. Google is able to kind of build a web. We think of it as like a spider web in a way. And it's able to build a web around your website and say, hey, this person does photography in Savannah. But it looks like they also work at this venue a lot. So whenever someone's searching for that venue, this photographer might be a really great result as well. So it's really just kind of utilizing how the, how the search engines work by just giving you a little bit more of that keyword, a little bit of more of that, that data, because Google does want consistency. It does want fresh and relevant content for it. And I like to say that some of the power that is in blogging is because people are actively searching for you when they go to Google and they find your blog post, whether they're looking at that venue or they've already booked that venue or they're looking for venues. So often, you know, in those first and second pages, photographers' blogs are coming up and they are in the right phase of looking for you instead of you randomly coming across their social media feed. Yeah. And one other interesting part about 
what I find so, so fascinating for the wedding industry and SEO in general, when I talk to SEO friends that are not in the wedding industry, is so much of SEO, for example, that Alfredo recipe. When someone's searching for Alfredo recipe, they're going to just go for one of the first two results and click away. And that's mm-hmm. just kind of it. But in the wedding industry, they are going deeper. It's not just about being on page one. They are truly spending hours and hours and hours collecting data and researching. So it's one of those things where you don't have to be on page one for it to work. You can be on page five and get just as many bookings because they are going through page after page after page. And I recently moved to a new state, so I've been working on my SEO in my new state, and I've been here. um, So right now, it's July. I moved in November, and so I was not obviously on the Google radar at all for my new state and within blogging. And right now, I'm on the second page of Google, and I get tons of leads organically through Google searches and through my blog posts. So yeah, you definitely don't have to be on page one for it to work for you. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's something we get so many inquiries that are like, how do I get to page one? And I'm like, well, you can do just as well on page five. (laughs) So let's just try to get you on up a little bit and then we'll go from there. So let's dive into debunking our three myths. So myth number one is that blogging is dead. Do people really even read blogs anymore? I I absolutely love this one because I probably get this in my DMs once once a week. So blogging is one of the best things we can do to improve your SEO, which we discussed. So one of the first ways as a refresher is the keywords. The second one is also that Google wants new content. It wants to be the number one search engine. And the way it does that is by constantly getting an indexing and looking at new content. So if your website is consistently updated, it tells Google that you're updated, right? It tells Google that you're an active website, an active business. And this makes Google way more inclined to show your content. It's not going to show a website that hasn't been updated in five years. Mm -hmm. So what's really great with blogging is it allows you to make those updates without actually updating your website, right? Because it is part of your website, but it doesn't mean you have to change your headline or your copy of your website every six months. Instead, you can just blog. And what's really great with blogging is it does let you share what you offer, what makes you special, and showcase your expertise without feeling too braggy. I feel like a lot of times photographers, you know, you're creatives, and the sales part is probably one of your least favorite. It's very rare that I meet a photographer who's like, yes, I love sales calls. A lot of times, like, you want to kind of go in there with them already loving you, and blogging can really help that. It also gives you that ability to repurpose. So when it comes to like, does anyone read blogs? The answer is they do in a way. So while some people might not be reading every blog you post or reading blogs on a regular basis, they are using Google. So if they're using Google to find an answer to a question, it might just be your post that gets them to come into your website. It might be that blog post be the way that they find you that they wouldn't have found you on any other social media site because places like Instagram are really saturated, right? So what are the odds of them finding you on Instagram are probably way lower than finding you on Google. So if these blogs are providing the answers to the questions they're asking, yes, they will read it. They will go on your website. And it's also because it does do that SEO boost, right? So if you are someone we are on a, a page 10, and you want to get to page five, 
you have to be consistent with a strategy and blogging can be a really great one for that. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes, one of the biggest things I get is, well, no one's reading my blogs, right? Because they look at their SEO, their, I mean, sorry, their Google Analytics, and they're like, no one reads my blogs. Well, the reason is you might not actually be utilizing SEO strategies. So a lot of times when we get people who say that, I look at their blog and it's just a handful of images with no text. Mm-hmm. And they think that that is, that is blogging. But the thing with blogging is you have to have text, right? They can't really read images. You can put in things like alt text. You can add in like what the image description is. But that is not actually telling Google that you're answering a question. So you do need to have some text. You do need to have a little bit <laughs> of backend work. Just throwing up images is not going to actually do anything for that strategy. And you also need to share your blog post. So the second biggest thing we see when people say, well, no one reads my blog is I ask them, well, how often do you share it? If you just hit publish and you walk away and you never share it, it's not going to get found on Google as fast. First, it takes Google a while to index and read your new blog. Second, it wants to see that you're posting it. Google is smart. When it sees that URL is being shared on a platform like Pinterest or Facebook or, yes, a newsletter or, yes, on Instagram, you know, in the stories and they're clicking on it, it knows that it's happening. And it starts to see that as an authoritative post. It sees that these people are interested in it. So if you just hit publish and you walk away, yes, blogging isn't probably going to be great because it's not going to actually be connecting the dots that Google is looking to connect. And it's one of those things we tell clients, when you first start, if you've literally never blocked on your website before, um, you're kind of starting this strategy, it will take a little bit of time. You're not going to see a thousand readers in, <laughs> in a day, right? Like it's going to take a few months. It's going to take some time. And it is going to involve you sharing it on other platforms. But when you start to do that, we have some clients where we just ran numbers um, at the six-month point for one of our clients, and she has over 9,000 website hits on her blogs just the first six months of the year. Wow. And that didn't happen overnight. This client mm-hmm. we've been working with for many, many years, but that started at zero. And the reason we're getting you know, nine, and she'll probably be around 25,000 hits by the end of the year just on blogs is because we're sharing them. And a really easy way that you can share them is every time that you post pictures on Facebook, at the end of my post, I say, check out the full blog post here. And I link it in every single post that I post. Yes, I love that. Facebook is such an underutilized platform in the wedding industry. And Mm -hmm. whenever we tell people that they should be on Facebook, I sometimes get a weird look and I'm like, oh no, you should definitely be on Facebook. It is a very, very great marketing tool. And another tip is, you know, we're all in these Facebook groups and I'm looking for a photographer at this venue. Instead of just doing your website, instead send them to a blog post about a wedding that you've done at their venue. You're way more likely to get hired than just sending them to your website. And you're kind of helping boost your SEO by sending them to that specific blog post. Yes, I love that. Okay, myth number two, blogging just takes way too long. Yes, I know. (laughs) So first things first, it doesn't take as long as you think. And that's because I think a lot of times we think of blogging, we kind of think of these old school strategies where the gurus used to say you have to blog every day. You have to blog 2,000 plus words to move the needle. But the thing is, that's just seriously simply not true, especially 
in the wedding industry because blogging is just more about quality and consistency, not having a billion words on a page. So for example, for our clients, we suggest two or four blogs a month. And so even just two is fine, right? Just starting small, getting a few things, that's way, way more important because it allows you to not feel like you have to blog every single day. Because the truth is people are only going to be on your website and on your blog for under two minutes. That's just that's just the world we're in. And in the wedding industry, it can honestly be even less. Like when I talk to my non-wedding industry friends, they're like, wow, your guys' attention span is even shorter. And the answer is, <laughs> it is. So we actually see that the blogs that are thousand plus words don't do as well for our mm-hmm. audience. So just know that you don't need to be doing that. We suggest, again, that two blogs a month. And in terms of content, the minimum word count is around 300 words. So 300 words is what we suggest. The sweet spot for a real wedding or style shoot is around 500 words. Educational is like 500 to 1,000 words. Again, once you start getting above 1,000 words or like 1,200 words, we actually suggest breaking it up into a series because, again, we just know the attention span that that we're having in the wedding world. But 300 words might sound like a lot, but it's actually like kind of just elongated Instagram caption. Whenever we tell our clients just to sit down and write 300 words, it happens way faster than they think because you can just start small with a few details, right, about the couple. You can kind of start with just a few sentences, and it really it, – it doesn't take nearly as long as you think when you know that you only have to write a couple hundred words a month. And typically, we know we're going to sit down and make that Instagram or Facebook caption anyway. So typically, blogging should come first for a lot of photographers. And so you already wrote the blog. You already wrote the caption. Just repurpose it for when you go you know, to post on social media. Yes, exactly. That's what we tell all of our clients is your blog, the reason why the blogging is one of the first services we offer to clients, no matter the stage of their business or ideal audience is because of that repurposing. If you don't know what to say on Instagram, have the blog start first, have two a month, and you can easily have dozens of posts broken down from Mm -hmm. that one blog post. Exactly. Myth number three, I just don't have anything to write about. So I am just in shock when I hear this. And I understand because when you open up a Word doc, you think you have nothing to say. Like, I I totally, totally understand that. But we are seriously in the best industry for blogging. Like, the amount of content that we have is quadruple what any other <laughs> industry out there has. Our weekends are literally filled with content. Every, so, every single wedding, every single shoot, it's all content. It can all be you know, repurposed in a blog post. <laughs> Exactly. Whenever I talk to my friends, like I have a friend who works, who does a lot of blogging for like non-wedding. She does it for like law firms. And she's always like, oh my God, I'm so jealous of how much content you have. (laughs) She's like, you literally can come up with anything. And I'm like, yeah, because it's the best industry for it. But I understand that you're probably thinking, well, I still don't know what to talk about. So I'm going to break it down a little bit because I totally understand that blank cursor like feeling. So (laughs) I'm going to break it up into real weddings and educational just because I think of them as kind of two two buckets. Mm -hmm. So the first is real events. So photo shoots, sessions, events, weddings. This can include obviously like maternity, family. So it doesn't just have to be for like a wedding. So whenever we're starting, one of the first easiest things to talk about is them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So talk about the couple, right? 
I know it's really easy to be overwhelmed and to forget about certain things, but one of the things I really love is have the client do the work for you. Have part of your questionnaire. I know you photographers, I know you send out questionnaires. Have that questionnaire include a few prompts that you will then talk about in a blog. So this is something with our current clients, our photographers, our planners, all of them, we say, send us the questionnaire you send them because that's going to give us half of the blog content. So uh, for a few things, make sure you have things like how did they meet? How did they get engaged? How did they choose you? Why did they choose you? This is a really great market insight and huge when you're writing that blog. You can straight up say they chose me because of X, Y, Z. Why did they pick their venue? This is a big one because for SEO, their venue will be way more searched than any other vendor. So wedding venues in cities, so like Savannah Wedding Venue, I think has 4,800-ish searches a month, while Photographer, I think, was around 300. That's how big of a difference it is. So talk about the venue. What's their vision for their wedding day? Or what's the most important part of their wedding day? Those are just a few questions you can ask in that pre-wedding questionnaire. And then just use their content. Right. And like right one, <laughs> one of my secrets for making my blog post is most of that is coming from a questionnaire before. I send a questionnaire after their wedding, before their gallery is delivered. I say, Hey, I'm working on your blog post. If you can fill out this questionnaire. And I do ask, you know, why did you choose that venue? Because how they described their venue is probably something they might have typed into Google and someone else might have typed into Google, like a romantic, historic, brick, whatever venue that you might not have necessarily thought to put as keywords, but someone else, you know, how they describe their venue might have been how they searched for that venue in the first place. And what was your favorite part or the most meaningful parts of your wedding or what do you want highlighted? And so I kind of let them almost write it for me, which makes my life so easy. And I'm just like, hey, we want to make this blog post where it really reflects you. So, you know, answer these questions for me and all my couples love it. I love that because couples will talk about themselves way more than you think. Like they will give you a thousand words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're worried about that, like they will give you way more than 300 words and just a few questions. So just know that we don't have to create it from scratch. Like you mm-hmm. never have to create it from scratch. I love that post-wedding blog idea too, because you're also giving them that client experience by being like, we care so much about you. We are so excited for your blog. Like they want to share that, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that's genius. So a few other things could be those personal details. So what are things that they did that were different, that stand out? One thing that we used to do when I was a planner was at every wedding, everyone on the team's job was to write on their phone a moment from the wedding. I don't care, big, small, I didn't care, something. Because Mm -hmm. I know when you're blogging it a few months later, you're not going to remember those details quite as crisply, right? You're going to be like, I think they did this. I think they did that. So just write it down. But most importantly, what did you do for them? As a photographer, there are things you did. How did you help them create the timeline? What package did they book? Was there something special about the venue that you utilized? Like you said, maybe the venue has a certain garden aspect. And so they had to get married in March for the azaleas. Like that is a 300 word description there is Mm -hmm. how you worked with them to find the best spots at the right time for the azalea. Like, you know, like there are so many things that you do as a photographer 
talk about that because that also helps ease that sales process because they're able to be like, wow, they did all of that for them. Think about what they could do for me, right? It just kind of gives them that that warm, happy feeling. And I like to go back and after I have a review from the couple, I like to go back and add like um, my company is called Modern Moments. So the Modern Moments experience and then put their little review underneath. I think that adds a lot to it because you can always go back and update it once you have that review. Yes, of course. I love including those testimonials and reviews because again, it's it's giving that social proof. It's letting them tell other people why they hired you, which are probably answering the questions. So many reviews answer the questions that they have about your work. So why not include it? And so should we be checking, what other blogs should we be looking at for inspiration? Yes. So I always suggest look at how other blogs format based on your ideal client. So for example, if your ideal client is a Martha Stewart couple, just see how they outline and how they write. They're definitely a little bit more flowery, like they're kind of fluffy. They're a little bit more poetic and their images are more detail focused. A style me pretty couple is more about the attire and about the sentimental details. They want a lot of quotes pulled in from the couple. Green wedding shoes is about like dramatic portraits, out of the box details, right? So just look at what are blogs that your couples are consuming And that can also help inspire how you're going to outline your blogs. And as photographers, we love the pretty couples portraits, but your blog should not be filled with couples portraits only. Uh, I know for a fact that on Pinterest, almost, you know, my most biggest producing pictures are all detail shots and people are going to go to your blog and yeah, they want to see the couple's portraits, but they want to see the details. You know, what do the flowers look like? What could their wedding look like? Because a lot of times they're going to your blog post for inspiration that is beyond the couple's portraits. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's another thing we see is, is I love a good amount of portraits, but like you said, on Pinterest and on other platforms, the details will do 10 times better than the Mm -hmm. portraits for sure. And so next, we've got educational posts that we can write as well, right? Yes. So when it comes to educational, these are those longer kind of question and answer. So truly all it is, is you're pretty much just answering a question, right? So these are really great because they give you a chance to kind of talk about your services, position yourself as an expert, use those keywords, and they're really great to break down. I feel like educational can give you months of content. So there's a few places um, that you can kind of look to find inspiration. So first is just Google. Type into Google what you do, and it will give you suggested things, right? It's literally just going to give you suggestions or type in a venue. So for example, you want to target Savannah wedding venues. I always just use Savannah because that's where I got married and where I was a vendor. But if you just type that into Google, you are going to get dozens of blog ideas like Unique wedding venues, spring wedding venues, Tybee Island, intimate ceremony spots. Like it's just going to give you questions people are asking. So pick the ones that you know the answer to. Pick the ones that you're like, oh, my ideal couple really wants an intimate ceremony in one of the squares. I should do a blog about that. Pinterest. So like you mentioned Pinterest. I mean, Pinterest is a search engine just with images. So it's the exact same idea. If you just type in your city and what you do or venues or just the word wedding, you are going to get a ton, a ton of content ideas. Yep. And I also want you to think about 
what are some FAQs you get from your clients? Because we all know there's questions we get asked a million times. <laughs> and we're like, why do they keep asking you that question? And the answer is because you've never answered it before or you haven't given them enough reason to not ask it. So what are some of those questions that you get, whether it's in the inquiry process or even throughout that client experience process? Is it the best venues in your area? Or for a lot of our photographers, it's things like engagement sessions. Where should I have it? When should I have it? What should I wear? What are the best locations? Like those can all be individual blog posts and they can be used part of your client experience because you can send them throughout that stage. You can say, hey, it's time to book your engagement session. We have these three blogs that are going to answer all of your questions. So that way you're not getting that question of, well, what do I wear? You say, hey, I have created all of these amazing blog posts. Mm -hmm. This is your ultimate engagement guide. Let's get it on the books. Mm -hmm. And we're we're always providing a lot of resources for our clients, but a lot of times we're making PDFs or things that we send directly to them when a lot of times they could be repurposed and used as blog posts as well. Yes, 100%. Whenever we work with clients, I ask them that. I say, what other resource guides you're sending already? Because 99% of them should be a blog. There is no reason to not get additional website traffic if it's kind of a general guide point. And some people are like, well, those are resources that are only for my clients. And I'm like, if it's that top secret, you know, but like the majority of things they could Google and find on someone else's website that's written a blog post about it, you know, how to get dressed for their engagement session and um, help with their timeline. That's not really that much of top secret information. You could easily turn those into blog posts. Exactly. I know we've gotten one where the timeline one was something that someone asked about. So I said, let's just write it and see how it goes. And it's their top performance. They've booked weddings because of their timeline blog posts. So we did a series of 5 p.m. timeline, 4 p.m. timeline. Like the stuff that they thought should have been top secret is actually what gets them booked. So definitely 99% of it does not have to be top secret because wouldn't you rather book a client off of it? Mm -hmm. I know I would. <laughs> exactly. And I have to say like Pinterest and blogging, they really go hand in hand. And for me, I have focused so hard on this year, this year on Pinterest and my blog posts and pushing those. And I would say like 90% of my leads currently are coming organically through Google. And sometimes it can be hard to tell if they're coming from Pinterest, but I just had one yesterday said, I found your blog post on Pinterest. She said that in the inquiry and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was so excited uh -huh. because it does work. Um, and so one piece of advice I have about blogging for photographers is to not put it off, make it part of your workflow. I personally make it a requirement of mine that I deliver my blog posts to the client with their final gallery. For so many of us, we deliver the final gallery and say like, eventually we're going to do the blog post, but then you keep putting it off and putting it off because we aren't making it a priority or a task that has to be done. So I think it's just so much better to make it part of your workflow. The gallery does not get delivered until the blog post is ready to be delivered with it. Honestly, the actual making of the blog post, like we talked about, it really doesn't actually take that long. The reason we put it off is because we, so many photographers just don't have the understanding of the value it brings to your business and how it can boost your SEO and help in your marketing. 
Oh my goodness. I love that. I love a good system and process, but I absolutely love that that is an essential part of your process because it really is so helpful because also just imagine them sharing that blog to all their family and friends. Mm -hmm. Like it is opening up your audience to potential clients. Exactly. So do you have any final advice for photographers that are new to the blogging world? Yes. So don't forget to repurpose it. Don't forget to share it with the world because once you start having blogging being the main items you're writing and you're breaking it up into all the other little posts, I promise you, and I bet you can attest to this too, you will actually like social media more. Like our Mm -hmm. clients actually don't hate social media because they're like, oh, I never run out of things to say because I always have a blog. So I really think that once you start thinking of it as your blog not being last, but your blog being your first priority, everything else is just so much easier to repurpose. Well, and so many of us hate social media and don't want to spend every waking moment on it. And when you have these blogs in place that are going to work for your business long term, I don't feel like I have to post on social media every single day because that's not where the majority of my leads are coming from anyway. Yes, I love that. Yes, yes, yes. For a lot of photographers, this is just an area of the business that can be overwhelming and some people just need someone like you to help them. So tell us about the services you have for photographers and how you can help them on their blogging journey. Yes. So we have two kind of main options. One is done for you and one is DIY. So if you are a done for you, if you just listen to everything and said, I'm don't have the time for this. We have two options. The first is our full service. We will write your blogs every single month. This includes strategy. So yes, we will figure out the educational strategy too. SEO, image calling. Yes, I call your galleries. You don't have to touch a thing. Posting, scheduling on your website. So it's 100% white label hands-off service. We also have blog bundles. So if you are just looking to get out, buried out of wedding season, you're thinking, I just need six done right away. We can also do that. Includes all of our full service. We also have two DIY options. So if you're thinking you want to learn how to do it, our first one is blogs that book. This is our signature course. It is my baby. I'm obsessed with it because I'm literally teaching you the exact strategy that I use at my agency. So this is a strategy that we train all of our writers. This strategy has taken me over a decade to perfect. Um, But we teach you everything from SEO, writing, calling, adding to your website, repurposing. It It teaches you everything you need to know. And then if you're looking for additional educational content ideas, we create yearly content guides and we have one just for photographers. So these give you educational topics. It gives you titles, SEO, talking points. So that way you can really have a guide when you're writing your blog posts. And where can people find you online? What's your website and social medias? We are avaandthebee.com, and you can just follow us literally everywhere at Ava and the Bee. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Like I said, this is just such an important topic for photographers, so I'm glad that we were able to dedicate an entire episode to it. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I love having conversations with people who are just as passionate about blogging as I am. (laughs) Head over to thecreativebusinessplan.com to check out all the resources for photographers, including the business and marketing course, templates, workshops, mentor sessions, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in today. Watch out for new episodes every week. 